Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Vinylism, and I'm your host Adam Winchell. And tonight I have Kimo with me. Hello hey, there, Internet Land. What's going on? What's going on, man? Not much. It's uh, still COVID times. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow, which is going to be Pucifer at Arcosanti's performance. So I'm looking forward to that. Bungles playing on Saturday for their uh, new album. That's or not new album. I'm sorry, but their demo release from the early '90s or late '80s demo of Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny. I heard something about that. So it's yeah. all virtual concerts now. So, you know, the Pussifer thing should be cool. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, that's that's virtual concerts. We're talking about vinyl tonight. And uh, specifically, so we wanted to do something on Jimi Hendrix. We were kind of batting the idea around. And uh, he would have been 78 this November, coming up on the 27th of November. That's his birthday is four days after mine. And uh, was, this past September was also 50 year anniversary of his death. But uh, instead of focusing on something like that, we wanted to talk about the music and specifically, uh, you know, our history listening to Hendrix, how we got into Hendrix, and what Hendrix we have on vinyl, what we'd recommend, and go from there. So, Kimo, how did you first get into James Marshall Hendrix? I didn't get into Hendrix until I think about when I was working at Tempo Records in the late, no, mid nineties, late or mid, mid nineties, 97. So um, my friend was working at Tempo Records. No, and he got me the job, but actually, no, I, I'm sorry. My brain is just like so foggy mess right now, but uh I started working there in 95, but I bought the CD box set with the stamps in each album of Hendrix in 95, I think, before I started working there. And then I didn't pick up the vinyls until 97 when I stopped working there. Now, I think I know what you're talking about because my sister had Are You Experienced, the reissue. And it had the stamps in it also. So that line of reissues, and I think I think his family did those when they got the rights back. I'm not 100% on that. But uh, so they, they released those as a box set. You got like what, the first three? It was four albums. CDs, three studio albums, and then it had like a mishmash greatest hits. Yeah, there's yeah, some live that. stuff on there, yeah. Yeah. It's like a gold yellowish <clears throat> box set. Artwork was redone, kind of reimagined a little bit. And uh, I remember yeah. so those are reissues I started out with too. <clears throat> and uh, kind of like, you know, segue into that. Um, excuse me for a second. <clears throat> Jeez. Um, edit that out. Uh, <laughs> so, like I said, uh, kind of like, mm, I want to say 93, 94, maybe. Uh, my older sister was big into Zeppelin. I was first getting into the doors, you know, as well as listening to like modern stuff. But I was just kind of dipping into classic rock. And I think she picked up, yeah, I know she picked up Are You Experienced, that reissue on CD. And what I liked about that, I got so used to that track list on there, on that Are You Experienced, because it was like 17 tracks. And they expanded it with like some of the B-sides and singles and other stuff. 
when I finally got the record, it was a bit different of a track listing. And uh, I was like, man, I really like that. <laughs> I missed that old CD track list and all those extra tracks. But uh, so yeah, we kind of both started. It was pretty good reissues. Like I haven't listened to them in ages, the CDs, you know. Uh, I don't know how they st stand up now, but uh, so what was the first Hendrix final you picked up? I picked up a couple when I was working at Tempo. It was the reissues in 97, according to Discogs. It shows that they were remastered by the family. I have them right here, one of them. Uh, I did sell my RE Experience uh, uh, album to Amoeba at one point when I did sell a bunch of LPs, which was a mistake. What, you felt the you had the reissue? Yeah, the reissues from 97. And it sold it in like 2007, I think, uh, 10 years later or so. Uh, this has a sticker from Tempo. It says April 14th, 97. And I bought it at cost, which was fifteen twenty-five. It says this is the Hendrix Family Edition, the authorized Hendrix Family Edition, and digitally remastered from the original two-track mixdown master tapes by Jimmy's original engineer, Eddie Kramer. Yeah, and uh, it's been a while. Which, which album are you talking about here? Show me. Okay, great. <clears throat> yeah. Now, yeah. Axis Bowl is love. The second studio hendrix album properly uh is that is your copy of the top loading sleeve yes that's why i okay. put it sideways in this sleeve yeah <laughs> so okay i picked that one up too what year did you say that was from let's experience hendrix reissue does it say what year that was released your copy Ninety. oh oh hold on 97 oh wow okay and I have I a, up a, a stamp print mark of 0310. I'm not sure out of how many, though. So I picked up Axis Bold as Love. Mine says it's a 2010 release, reissue, remastered, 180 gram. Also a top-loading sleeve. Um, this is actually pretty inexpensive buy on Amazon new. I think it was like 10 bucks. Yeah, crazy, right? Uh, a year or so ago, maybe two years, and uh, I was blown away by the sound of this reissue. Like, really, it sounds great. And there was a time when Axis, Bold as Love, was probably, I think, my favorite Hendrix album. Because it kind of, everything kind of came together. You know, uh, Are You Experienced is amazing. It's amazing songs on it. It's a little like, you know, I wouldn't say it's patchy in places, but Axis seemed more like something he kind of masterminded like himself, you know, it's more of his vision as an album. So, so much good stuff on here. I need to spin this one again. It's been a little bit, but uh, yeah, that's what, that one's great. I think the first one I picked up on vinyl was a uh, 1967 Are You Experienced Stereo on Reprise. And I still have it. Uh, it's only got 10, 11 tracks. Starts with Purple Haze. I was used to the CD starting with Hey Joe, <laughs> but that was way later, way different. Mm -hmm. And uh, it sounds pretty good. I wouldn't say I was blown away by the sound of this old copy of our experience. It's good. 
RS6261, I think, is the matrix right out on this. But uh, I don't know how common these old Are You Experienced records are, I'm sure. Not that hard to find. When I saw this, I was like super excited to grab it. So, yeah, and Are You Experienced? My favorite track is 51st Wedding. Uh, no, 51st anniversary. anniversary. Yeah, that's my favorite Which song. Was a B side, and it's not on the original Are You Experienced? Oh. Yeah. Thank you. In fact, wow. that's kind of a rare track, actually. Wow. That was on the CD reissue, I heard. Yes, it was. Which, along with a bunch of other stuff. So that's what I loved about that. Yeah. And funny enough, they didn't even make it on any of his like post Hamas albums that I'll talk about that came out after his death in the 70s. That's kind of a lost track in a weird way. It's a great track. And uh, uh, I love uh, May This Be Love, Manic Depression. It's one of the best Hendrix songs. Mm -hmm. Wind Cries Mary. Uh, I heard Third Stone from the Sun the other day. It came up in my Spotify uh, Discover Weekly or something. I'm like, wow, I haven't heard this in a long time. <laughs> Such a cool, cool track. Yeah. Of course, the title song is just, you know, a trippy masterpiece. Purple Haze. I mean, go on and on and on about this one. Yeah, that's one of the first Wawa songs I learned. Oh, yeah? Which yeah. one? Yeah, Purple Haze. Oh, yeah? Just learning how to play it on the Wah, with the Wah pedal. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So what? Uh, what else? What else you have? <clears throat> Hendrix on vinyl. Off of Axis Bold as Love, my favorite songs are Spanish Castle Magic and Castles Made of Sand. Cause something to do with castles. <laughs> it worked really well for him on that one. Those are two of my favorites too. Little Wing, of course, freaking amazing. This oh, is Axis. Axis is just a, just a brilliant record. Yeah, it is. Uh, Electric Ladyland. Ooh, so that looks like another reissue. Yeah, ninety-seven. Yeah, it says it's from the authorized Hendrix Family Edition again. The different, uh, oh, what you call it, uh, hype sticker on it, but it's. It looks a little different, yeah. Yeah, it looks just a different color, but it, not the same. But it is by the family so it says first LP same thing with the Jimmy's original engineer so and a complete original artwork with Jimmy's handwritten album notes and poetry and comprehensive new liner notes that sounds open pretty cool. yeah I gotta I opened this so I should listen to it it's been a while so you remember how, how good what's the sound like on that one that reissue yeah it's really good so my electric lady land i picked up when did it, uh when did it say i added this in 2017 found it at the used used at my store for not that much um it's a 1975 reissue gatefold on reprise and i just had this on over the summer and it freaking blew me away all over again like god what a masterpiece first of all and it sounds quite good this reissue and one funny thing about this reissue from the 70s is that it's laid out, I think I told you this, uh, sides A and D on one record, and then B and C on the next one, which I guess, and I have a Quadrophenia, the Who record like, like just like this. I guess that is because of like 
these old automatic turntable things that would like flip. Yeah. So that's why it was laid out like that. It's pretty annoying, but you know, like I said, it's not like a deal breaker. But uh, funny story about Electric Ladylands is the first album I ever heard after I got stoned on weed for the first time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a good soundtrack for that. But uh, man, I think my favorite track on here on Electric Ladyland, and probably one of my favorite Hendrix songs, period, is 1983. A Mermaid I Should Turn to Be. That's a pretty epic song. Pretty amazing. Mine is Burning the Midnight Lamp. That's a good one. Have you heard the demo of that that he did when he was on harpsichord? No. It was on one of the box sets. Oh, jeez. I'd love to hear that. I love Burning of the Midnight Lamp. It's kind of odd recording. Like, the way it... uh. I don't know if they did it on just a four track or what it's very like you know kind of crowded mix and kind of some weird panning going on but the song is great the song comes through and uh yeah what else is on here i really love of course watched all along the watchtower and voodoo child slight return yeah man what an album yeah it's a great record even Butthole Surfers made an album called the Electric Larry Land. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll do one. So, kind of going in order here, unofficially. Band of Gypsies, which I picked this up, used back in 2018, a 1975 copy reissue on Capitol Records. And, uh, man, there's some smoking stuff on here, too. Recorded live on New Year's Eve in 1969, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, 69 into 70 at the Fillmore East in New York. So this album is also now 50 years old. Jeez. Oh, and uh, some great stuff on here. You said you had this at one time, a different version? I did, uh, I did have a stamp foil, gold stamp foil version of this from 97. Gold stamp foil, huh? Well, just it was just yeah. a stamp of it it's not i'm sorry maybe i got the terminology wrong but uh it was it was a reissue in 97 same cover but it was just uh it had a stamp on it with uh the number issues that it came as out of a certain number of pressings so that must have been experienced hendrix family release also right all these reissues you grabbed yeah and you get did you get rid of that one also? I did sell it. Yeah. <sighs> Wish I didn't do that. Um, I just had this on. I remembered it, it was recorded on New Year's. So I I put it on last New Year's before I went out for the night. And I just had it like blasting in my room, like some good shit. There's some good stuff on there. Machine Obviously. gun, man. Machine Classic gun, song. Yeah. So good. With the snare just sounding like a machine gun, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, yeah, a different rhythm section for Band of Gypsies. It wasn't, you know, Mitch Mitchell and Noel Redding. You know, you had uh, Billy Cox and Buddy Miles on bass and drums. But, you know, it was a different vibe. It didn't matter. It was still Hendrix. Like, you know, the vibe came through and, like, still powerful music. And so, yeah, I'm going to have to, like, play all these in, like, in order, I think, soon again <laughs> in honor of, you know, what would have been Hendrix's 78th birthday this month coming month yeah 
Why don't you do another one? You have some more. Yeah, that'll be like so. He's a Thanksgiving baby, possibly. Twenty mm. seventh, close to being a Thanksgiving baby. So this is another authorized Hendrix family edition. Uh, first rays of the new rising sun. Oh, okay. Excellent. This thing, yeah. This is the only LP I have that has "Hey Baby, New Rising Sun," and That's I love track. that song. How does that one sound? Oh, it's it's so good. Uh, it's crisp. No, I had the CD of that when it yeah, came they, out. Yeah, they had cassette, CD, and LP at the time, I think. So that was kind of a big deal. Well, all that material had been released already, but that was stuff that had come out on his posthumous albums, you know, after he died, and which, frankly, those are kind of a mishmash. It's different stuff. And uh, what, was, what was to be his official fourth album is made up of those tracks. And there was never an official track listing. He was working and reworking and re-recording and constantly at the end, you know, he had his own studio at the time. So I'm going to get to some of that more myself in a second. But um, I've heard some people say that they don't like the sound of that release, the first raise, which I think they tried to do. The family tried to do it as best as what they thought how Jimmy would have done it, but who knows? He never had an official track list for that. But yeah, when was the last time you had that one on? Years ago. But uh, it sounded good to me. I mean, I'm not too much of an audiophile, but I guess I should listen to it now that you see that it's not the best recording. Well, you know, maybe people are talking about the CD being like, you know, overly loud or something like they usually do. Mm. I don't know how the record sounds. I never heard it. Yeah, usually they master them differently for LPs versus CD. Like how they do for LP and then Spotify now. So Spotify right. is much louder. and Yeah. So that brings me to um, a couple of years ago, I found in the Hendrix used section or in the used section of my record store under Hendrix, I found these beautiful pristine copies of the Cry of Love and Rainbow Bridge, which Cry of Love was the first posthumous album they put out in 1971. And this is a pressing from then. Uh, beautiful. The gatefold uh, sleeve is in perfect shape. The record's in perfect shape. Same with the Rainbow Bridge. And um, I never really heard these because, you know, as I was coming up listening to Hendrix on CD, uh, I'm not sure these were even available on CD or if they were, they were probably out of print because that first raise of the New Rising Sun became kind of the official. Like there was one before first raise that someone put together, uh, someone that, that someone being Alan Douglas, who was a producer that kind of got his hands in Hendrix's stuff after his death. Uh, a CD called Voodoo Soup. Do you remember that? Yeah, it has, yeah. okay, I'm thinking of a different album cover, but Voodoo Soup, yeah. It was more of that material in a different order and some different stuff on it. So I had that, and then I got First Rays. So that's why I knew that stuff from first. But way back in 71, you know, about 10 of these tracks came out as The Cry of Love. And I have to say, probably they used some of the best stuff on this, like Freedom, uh, the song Easy Rider, 
and one I really love called Drifting. That's an incredible song. Like that's one of my favorite Hendrix songs. Like listen to that all the time. And uh, this one sounds pretty good. One thing I noticed, and I don't know if this is something Eddie Kramer fixed later, but uh, he just pans the guitar around like crazy, left to right, like especially on Freedom. I think it was. <laughs> it sounds cool. It's just, just like super trippy, you know. Like I assume that was Eddie. Maybe it was Jimmy himself playing with the, you know, uh, playing around before the mixing board in the studio. Who knows? Pretty sure it was Eddie Kramer's mixes, but. Uh, so yeah, Cry of Love and then Rainbow Bridge, which was, they call it the original motion picture soundtrack to the movie. I haven't seen the movie, which I thought was mostly a live performance, like in Hawaii, which I think they're about to re-release that. This is a 1971 reprise, perfect shape. Um, this one has some more jams on it. It has Star Spangled Banner on it, which I believe is a studio version. And it closes with Hey Baby, New Rising Sun on it, which... Oh. Of course, I had to have it for that. It's got Dolly Dagger on it, room full of mirrors. So this is the second post Thomas. And then just going on that train of thought, uh, one I picked up a while back, a couple I picked up a while back that came out after the Rainbow Bridge, War Heroes, another compilation, unreleased stuff. And this is where it gets a little more shaky. Like they're starting to Obviously, they're holding back good stuff for more and more later releases. They're starting to get a little thin on this one. Like, there's some tracks that aren't that great. Kind of him joking around in the studio. But uh, there's some killer stuff on here. There's this track, Midnight. That's just a guitar jam. It's really smoking. Uh, they actually put Highway Child on here, which might have been a different version than the the single version that was later on all your experience CD. But I don't love this War Heroes record, but there's some good stuff on it. And then to finish that train of thought, another one called Crash Landing, which came out in 75. And um, this one's a little controversial because I don't think Eddie Kramer was involved anywhere in this. And this is where Alan Douglas, the producer, uh, kind of re-recorded some guitar players and drummers over some of the original tracks, which is highly controversial with most people. And uh, yeah, I don't know, it's, this is a very patchy, very patchy album. I keep it in my collection because there's some good stuff on it. There's a great track called Somewhere or Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And uh, but that has like someone else playing guitar on it. And it has Hendrix too. But uh, yeah, I don't know, very patchy. He. Kind of overdubbed a lot of different musicians on some of these different songs so mm. so you know the family didn't have control label was kind of doing what they wanted and they got this alan douglas guy involved and you know depending on who you talk to some people slam this guy alan douglas some people say that you know he did the best that he could by the hendrix legacy i don't know where i really stand on that but uh, i'm glad the family got the stuff back the rights because they've been putting out a ton of releases I haven't picked you know, most of any of them up, but you know I'm glad that they have control. But what's next on your list? I have the tribute albums. Yeah, so let's talk those. Are you done talking about the Jimi Hendrix normal releases, or those, you have are one, those are all the ones that I have, the official ones. Okay. The one I have. Oh man, what year was this? Ninety-five. 
Oh, is this the tribute, the stone free? No, this is in from the storm. Oh. What is that? It's a picture disc. I actually need to take this out of the sleeve because this is one of those old plastic sleeves that. Yeah, they always put picture gonna, discs in those. Yeah, I gotta take it out from here soon. I, I think I have a poly sleeve that I could put it in. A plastic poly sleeve. It's got a Doug Pinnock of King's X, Tony Williams, Richie Garcia. Uh, Sting, Carlos Santana, Steve I, Brian May, John McLaughlin, Ooh. Taj Mahal, Buddy Miles, Bootsy Collins, Corey Glover, and Toots Thielsman. Thielmans. And uh, they have, with the London Metropolitan Orchestra for a few songs, produced and engineered by Eddie Kramer, and then some songs are co-produced by Brian May. I had never heard of this when it came out. Recorded between August 94 and June 95. So it's kind of a tribute album, right? Yeah, so it's just a mixture of like different artists just collaborating on so what's different that like? songs. It's uh it's got with the orchestra, it sounds pretty cool, actually. It's it's also on Spotify, In From the Storm, the music of Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I'm looking at it on Discogs right now. Is uh orchestra on every track? No. It's only on the plus or Wait a second, Asterix. Show me that record cover again, that picture disc. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it really grabbed me. I, I love the image of it. It's yeah. a beautiful, like, purple. Yeah, picture of him, kind of side profile. Kind of looks like drawing. Kind of yeah. Purple. That's awesome. Now, how does that sound? <laughs> Haven't listened to this one yet. I need to... Oh man, I think uh, I, I'm kind of scared of putting it on because of the the sleeve might have ruined it. Nah, it's probably okay. You might want to get it out of that plastic sleeve. Yeah, I'm going to. I'll do it right after this. But um, you know, everyone complains about the sound of picture discs, and I only have one, which is the Blade Runner soundtrack from the record store day, and uh, it sounds not bad. It's you know, it didn't sound terrible to me. You took it out of the plastic sleeve though, right? I did, yeah. Okay, good. This one has been in there for a long time, so since 95. Well, that's <laughs> Hopefully, cool. I'll see. I'll put it in that sleeve right after this, so yeah. And what's, what's one of some of the other ones you had? You had the... Stone Free Tribute, as you mentioned. Uh, it's got my favorite version of... Uh, Hey Baby, New Rising Sun. Is that Chris Cornell saying that? Chris Cornell, Matt Cameron. So M-A-C-C -C is Mike McCready and then Jeff Ament and then Chris Cornell and then uh, Matt Cameron on drums. So it's kind of a mix of Pearl Jam Soundgarden. Yeah. Yeah, I love, my sister had that CD. It's some great stuff on there. Mm -hmm. What else is on that? I'm going to pull that up real quick. Living Color does Crosstown Traffic. Paul Rogers with Slash does Third Stone from the Sun, I think. Oh, the really standout track for me, which which got me, was Seal with Jeff Beck doing Manic Compression. Mm, that's oh, cool. Manic Depression. I'm thinking of Quicksand. Manic Compression. <laughs> Maybe they got that name from Jimmy, so. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. Um, man, <laughs> I'm looking at this, and uh, I think I usually just skip to the MACC, uh, hey baby, you know, I really like that, but like, you know, 
um, spin doctors doing Spanish Castle Magic. Not yeah. The band Belly doing Are You Experienced? Wow, that's like way back. It's okay. Tanya, Tanya Donnelly. Yeah. Yeah. The Cure doing Purple Haze. I mean, WTF? Robert Smith <laughs> singing Purple Haze. This is very like an of its time compilate, uh, you know, tribute. Which they yeah. always were. They always were. They always are. But uh, it's interesting choices on here. PM Dawn doing "You Got Me Floating." That's a weird one. That's like more rhythm and blues version. I'd like of to it. hear this just you know now, just to see what I think of it. Body Count doing "Hey Joe," of course, <laughs> Ice T. <laughs> yeah, I think the guitarist who does a solo on that might have passed away a while back. I forget his name. He had a in Body Count. I think one of their guitarists passed away, and so, but they're still gone. So, yeah, that's what I heard. Um, yeah. I'm looking at this. Okay, there's a music on vinyl re-release of this. Yes, 2015. Uh, there was a German uh, reissue where I lost it from '93, so it was released in Germany at the time. But there's not a lot of uh, uh, vinyl versions of this tribute album. Hmm. Mostly CD, of course, because came out in the CD era. Yeah. So, hmm, Eddie Kramer did this one and the other one, the In From The Storm. Yeah. yeah. In the 90s were like, you know, it was like a Hendrix explosion. Like, you know. Big time. It really was. It was like Hendrix the was on the single soundtrack. May This Be Love. May This Be Love. Beautiful Great song. Track. Yeah. One of my favorites, definitely. Good soundtrack to overall. Seattle native, or at least spent some time there. Mm -hmm. So they claim him, of course. Uh, yeah, the Radio 1 CD I see on your list. Yeah, yeah. My friend had that, I think. Oh my gosh. This is like one of my favorite CDs of Hendrix. Just hearing him play live. It's just him and the experience, uh, Redding and Mitchell, right? Just yeah. The Their cover of Day Tripper. Oh so good by the Beatles yeah. but uh his version is amazing have you heard his version of uh Sgt. Pepper Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band no I think it was a live only thing and he did and a uh, cool story about that I think he did that live in concert like a day or two days after the album came out the whole album too no right? I just did the title track oh you only did the title track okay yeah which was a good rocking you know Oh, okay. Like, he just, you know, figured it out that quick and said, oh, I'm going to do a cover of the Beals. Before awesome. it's, yeah, yeah, fresh off the press, too. Yeah, I mean, just, man. I'd so love cute. to hear that. It's on one of the live, many, many, many live albums hmm. that they put out. Is there anything else here on your list that we didn't get to? I have two tribute albums oh, okay. by Magnetic... I records and they're pretty good they're most it's not the straight Jimi Hendrix it's like reinterpretations of the songs it's a redux oops let me get the cover it's a redux of Electric Ladyland mm. beautiful cover too that's kind of cool it's all trippy with with stuff on it it's a drawing yeah it's it's definitely like pen and ink maybe and it's got an elder track doing voodoo child slight return that's amazing 
the ones, the familiar names are King Buffalo covering House Burning Down. Uh, Your favorite Rose. band, Open Hand. Open Hand doing Have You Ever Been to Electric Ladyland. That's a great version too. Earthless uh, all, doing Come On, interesting. All Them Witches doing Voodoo Child. Moss Generator's version of Burning of the Midnight Night Lamp is amazing too. I gotta say, I don't know most of these, these bands. Mostly I mean, sludge doom bands that are the stonery. Ones, the ones you named, I've, I either have heard of or kind of know mm -hmm. uh, most of these guys. This came out in 2015, um, Magnetic Eye. Yes. And they special, came out with, oh, go ahead. Is it any special colored vinyl or is it black or what? It is special colored, I'll show you. It doesn't say anything on Discogs about being colored. It is a blue mm. splatter. Nice. Can you see it? It's like black and white splatter on blue. I can see it. It looks good. Clear? Clear? Yeah. Yeah. That's rad. It says and limited to 123 copies, too. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. That's it. It's a, it's a really good record, too. I, I highly suggest getting it if you can get the reissues. I like to hear listen your, to it. I like to hear yours. It's going for like 100 bucks on, on Discogs. Yeah. Wow. And then the other one is uh, by the same company, but it's the best of Jimi Hendrix. Okay, I got that pulled up here too on Discogs. Best cool of James Marshall too. Hendrix. Yeah, best of James. Yeah, you're right. It's got In From the Storm by a band called Child. Manic Depression is covered by Elephant Tree. It's like slowed down, sludgy. It's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, Wolfad covers Machine Gun and Wolfad covers Gypsy Eyes. And the other ones, I'm not very familiar with the bands, but the, their versions of Little Wing, Foxy Lady, and Little Miss Lover is fun. I think Any this is color. orange, orange, transparent orange. Oops. Yeah, it's orange. Or gold. Ooh, it's a beautiful orange. You've got to get rid of those paper sleeves. Yeah, well. That is nice. That is awesome, actually. It's kind of a clear, orangey, uh, see-through, kind of transparent. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Gotta replace the sleeves. I just got some sleeves I need to put them on, so we'll do that after this. Sleeve trucking party. Yeah. That's a lot of Jimmy. Um, Whole lot of Jimmy, man. Is there anything we didn't cover? I'm sure there's a lot more that we haven't covered that that's out there on Jimmy, but uh, I can't think of anything else. Well, I will recommend one thing for further listening, but I'm sure probably most people are listening to this have heard it. And I'm just checking to see if it was ever on vinyl. It doesn't look like it was. So this is kind of cheating, but you know, the, uh, shoot. It's a box set called the Jimi Hendrix Experience. But everyone calls it the purple box. Oh. The, box, the box is purple, box set. It's kind of plushy, kind of. And I'm trying to see. Well, it's got like a felt box? It may have just looked oh, like, okay. that, like the way it was, you know, designed. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, you still get this for a decent price it looks like there are some great alternate versions on here there's the live version of sergeant peppers i talked about um i can send you a link after this if you want to check it out what's it uh, called again the central it's just called the Jimi hendrix experience so that's going to make it super hard to search for but released in 2000 four cd set um tons of alternate versions live um really compiled really well too i have to say uh, this is where i first heard some of these there's a great version of the song cherokee mist on here hmm. which is kind of more of like a slow jam on here um love it i actually don't own this box set but i need to get it so i've heard it many times released in 2000 originally or yeah a... i think it's been re-released since then it might have even been remastered yeah it has been 2015 yeah 13 remastered yeah so that's only going for 20 bucks on here supposedly what for cd maybe yeah no it's i don't think it ever got pressed to vinyl i oh, see wait, it did 8 lp 8 lp, 8 LP. Ooh. Box. <laughs> yeah that's 2000 2000 year 2000 yeah that would have been sick to have there's a 2017 version oh. from Europe, though, yeah. And the U.S. version in 2017 of the box, numbered, too. I wasn't looking at all the results, clearly. Discogs is your friend. Maybe it'll be cheaper. Hold on. Oh, 103 bucks. Oof. I'm not surprised. Yeah. But it's for eight LPs, though. Yeah, I'm sure it's probably not too far off maybe the original price. I don't yeah. know what that was. But uh, it says the Hendrix family authorized editions. So, Legacy, might be, yeah. Might be something I have to treat myself to. Because there's a lot of good stuff on here. Like, that's kind of the whole picture of his, you know. And it's a lot of alternate stuff that, you know. I don't think there's anything on here actually there, like the original album versions. It's all different stuff. Nice. It has a harpsichord version of Burning of the Midnight Lamp. I think it was a demo he did in the studio. He sings on it, I think, too, maybe. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to hear that. I think this might be on Spotify. You want to check it out. But, but this is a record podcast, so. Yep. Not a commercial for Spotify, by any means. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd like to have this. That'd be great. Something great to add, add to my collection. Um, There's some really interesting unreleased kind of sketchy things they put out and when i say sketchy i don't mean like the bad quality so much as like kind of stuff he was working on before his death may not have been finished there's one called valleys of neptune that i have heard on streaming it's pretty cool and uh was another one mm -hmm. south south southern delta was another one he's yeah. been out like late 70s or late 70s late 90s and uh you know just kind of a, a chance to like put out I mean, maybe some might call it scraping the barrel, but it's a chance to put out more stuff that, you know, he had. And it was even more than that. Like, the family has put out a lot of stuff, so. Jimi Hendrix Blues? Yeah, I had that on CD. I had that on CD, too. I still have it, I'm sure. Like, I didn't get rid of any of my CDs, but there's some, there's some really good stuff on there. Man, I'm tempted to buy this, too. What, the purple box? Yeah. <laughs> only one I saw at the store that I put back was another post posthumous one called In From The... What was it called? No, Nine To The Universe. And that was another one from like the late 70s. 
I think that was another Alan Douglas thing, possibly, possibly Ooh. not. But uh, oh. a lot of jams on it. And I listened to it at the store, and I put it on their turntable. It was like a used copy, you know, before I bought it. I'm like, I don't know if I'd listen to this one a lot. There's a lot more just kind of, kind of jammy stuff on it, which you know, I don't mind Hendrix jamming, but uh, you know, I'm definitely more of a studio album guy when it comes to Hendrix. Mm -hmm. So. Very cool. Nice. Yeah, I want to dig in more of what stuff they've been putting out the last few years. Yeah, scraping the surface, man. There is a lot to dig into the Hendrix, but very rewarding listen, I find always. And uh I didn't even know about the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Arts Club band cover. Yeah. Um to me, I'm all about the first three experience studio albums you know there's like the holy grail but it's also really interesting to dip into his later stuff or you know later like maybe a year later than that before he died and uh man what a catalog you left behind just in like four or five years of recording like you know officially pretty yeah. crazy it seemed like he was kind of like non-stop recording bursting with ideas you know i mean at what one point, if what if that's a big huge what if you know maybe if he still stayed live yeah i think that is the biggest what if in rock personally but um you know he, was, he had so many ideas going that the electric ladyland follow-up was start, starting to look like it was going to be a triple disc back in like <laughs> 69 70 which you know that's kind of what first raids became like i keep saying but um you know I, they've seen track listings he's written out in his handwriting where it was like you know, th three records at one point, maybe a double. Oh my gosh, yeah. I've seen people online, and I'll, I've, I have to admit I've done it, try to resequence that material material their own way, like how they would do it, you know, either as a double or I don't think many people reduce it to a single. But uh, mm. yeah, it's like that's one of the big what ifs. Like, what would his fourth album? really have been it would have been an epic or beyond that yeah beyond that um yeah there's a real funny article i think someone wrote it for guitar world did you ever see that what if it was basically how recent Hendrix had lived it was in the oh. 90s like oh, okay the, you know hendrix palooza hey day, yeah and uh man it was a really wacky article like <laughs> you know he was scoring sci-fi movies i think different eras and like putting out like funk you know doing different stuff and uh hanging out with Kurt Cobain and stuff in the nineties and like Eddie Vedder gets jealous of them and like assassinates Hendrix <laughs> or some shit. I'm not kidding you. Like <laughs> Eddie weirdest, Vedder killing weirdest, Hendrix. I, I, I swear I didn't dream it. I read it. I tried to find this article a long time ago. I couldn't find oh it. Oh my gosh. But, um, you know, someone's doing story time and, uh, it's one of the whacked most whacked out things <laughs> I've ever read, but, uh, some of the specula speculation and what he would have been doing like musically was kind of interesting like just putting out like you know a bunch of jam records and i think collaborating with miles davis which was supposed to happen i think oh. in the early 70s yeah and i think clearly miles took a little inspiration for some of his more excursions into rock and harder edge stuff did you ever get a chance to get that miles davis thing you were looking for for record store day a couple I, I did order and now it's coming through the u.s mail from michigan well yeah that's good but 
We'll see how the mail does here. Oh shit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's telling me next Tuesday or something or Wednesday it gets delivered. It's kind of a long time. Oh no. Yeah. But I did get a copy. So yeah, didn't pay out That's cool. too much. That's the double image. Miles Davis, Bitches Brew Sessions, uh, Extra Tracks. Nice. Record, record Store Day release. And it's red vinyl. Double. I can't wait to actually. I've heard the stuff before. That it was put out on a box set. The Complete Bitches Brew. But like I said, it's pretty rare on vinyl. I don't think it's ever gotten a widespread pressing. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much my must-have from this past Record Store, record store Day that wasn't kind of. You didn't grab anything, did you? No, I, I'm refraining. <laughs> but I've been buying too many Nintendo Switch games and I've been <laughs> in game mode. Oh, that's a different podcast, but uh, yeah. Um, I didn't make it out of the store. My local store, my favorite, said they weren't participating because of their <sighs> size. Yeah. And it was spread out over like three months this year. And, you know, just very kind of an off year. And the only thing I really wanted to have was that that uh, Miles Davis. So I was able to grab that. Hopefully next year we get to have a normal record store day or something approaching more normal. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah. And then I think coming up for us, uh, we're going to be doing a best of 2020, right? Yeah. If there's that many Such releases. Yeah. yeah. If, we, if we make it that far. But, uh, Jesus. Yeah. So we'll look for that soon. And uh, yeah, cool, man. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, keep spinning. See you next time. Keep spinning them records, folks. Bye. Take care.